Happy New Year to you and yours, and welcome to the first chapter of 2024 in our 99th episode overall. On today's show, we'll look into some of the new words added to the French Dictionary in 2024. And Julie takes us into Sti country here in France. Yeah, so Happy New Year's 2024. Kind of glad to see 2023 in the rearview mirror, to be honest with you. Yeah, we've got some things to look forward to uh, this this year. And we were able to ring in the new year with some of our really dear friends here in France. Yeah, it was a really nice night, you know. Um, so Olivier and Segalin, you've heard us speak of them before. They're our neighbors down in the valley. And uh, they were kind enough to invite us to a family gathering Mm-hmm. Uh, Olivier had his uh, his brothers, sister. sisters, and mm-hmm. spousage. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we were the only kind of uh, non-family folks there, and it was really delightful. There ended up being a dozen of us, and they like playing games. We like playing games, so mm-hmm. they split up into three different groups of four, playing three separate games. And because of my illiteracy. <laughs> You were assigned the numbers game. I was in a numbers game. Yes, which the, I, the international language of numbers. And I don't know what's worse for me because math was never a highlight subject. <laughs> so it's like uh, eh, flip a coin. Yeah. Which which uh, game do we put the idiot in? You know? Well, didn't you didn't you win? <laughs> well, I won, but I needed help. I mean, it's a it's a it's a game that requires I don't know what it's called, but you, you know, there's strategies, and it takes a while to just yeah. kind of get on to the strategies. Yeah, of the I think game. when you've played a few times, you kind of automatically see where the yeah. the opportunities are. Yeah. And when you're starting out, you kind of have to yeah. spend more time ciphering. Yeah, which is not my uh, my strength. You know, not my wheelhouse, as it were. So anyway, it was a lot of fun, and uh, we had a lot of laughs. And then the next day, we had a ping pong tournament over there. <laughs> yeah, well, it was it was it was nice enough. The weather was a little cold, but it was nice enough to play ping pong outdoors. And they've got an overhang in their old stone house. And I don't have any problem with ping pong. <laughs> no, and we I don't think we touched a racket in at least fifteen years. Yeah, like I seem to remember playing in Wasega Beach in the basement. Sorry, who won the tournament? Uh, uh, I believe you and your partner did. Yeah. yeah Isabel. Isabel and I. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just kind of It was forgot. a cool way of playing. It's, it's one of those games where you have to, well, each I person that, has to hit the ball. Uh, alternately. Yes. But, but I think that's actually how you're supposed to play it. And if uh, you don't play it that way. Yeah. Uh, I see. That's yeah. how doubles is played. I think that's how doubles is played in ping pong. You make uh, alternate shots. And it really makes it difficult because there are strategies involved. And I'm not going to tell you mine, but... <laughs> There are well, stra- clearly it worked. Yeah, there are strategies when you're playing alternate shot uh, doubles ping pong. A lot of fun. Anyway, great way to ring in the new year. And we actually had quite a, a, a lovely Christmas holiday season, I got to uh, say. I think so. I think so. Aside from being a little under the weather with our respiratory thingy, yeah. um, it's uh, it's been nicely paced and we ate well and we were able to get out and do some some walking and mm-hmm. because we've we've started up with the pups again and that's been that's been very pleasant. Yeah, we've had like three or four walks in a row and they've been okay, you know, and we've figured it out. And for you people who are saying, "Why is Julie taking two dogs?" Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I'm taking two dogs now and Yes. And uh, Julie's got the the the, the, the small mo- smallest one though is the worst to walk. Brad is the worst to walk because he he dodges all over the place. He's, and he's also mighty. Yeah, he's mighty, and he's got the big nose, like he's got a husky nose, which is v- like a tracking nose mm-hmm. almost. Mm-hmm. And he's just always pulling off to the left and right, and so 
You, it's you okay. have, he's fine. He, he's I, fine, I, I but enjoy. you you have your hands full with him. Yeah, and that's enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, anyway, we we've been back onto the trails. I gotta say, the weather here has been uh, just really nice for walking, and so we uh, we've had a lot of rain. Yeah, but I mean, recently, I don't think we've had. A day of rain in the last two or three, <laughs> even yes. though it doesn't go anywhere, it stays on the ground. Well, the the, the ground is so wet, you know, it it just it, it's it would need it's saturated some, some major sun, yeah. to be able to, to to dry up. And we're lucky because we're in southwest France, but in northern France, in Pas de Calais, um, they are in red alert right now with flooding. Ugh. They've had over 100 millimeters of rain in the last six days. No kidding. Yeah. And they were just recovering from the storm. Remember Kieran? Yeah, Back yeah, in yeah. November? The that, one that came in from the north. That's right. Yeah. Well, they're blaming the, uh, this, this new set of circumstances on water that's coming from the UK. Ah. So there, you know, there's a lot of people that are being evacuated. A lot from of the people- UK? You mean the rain? No, no. The UK is an island, so you mean you mean the rain? Yeah, the rain. Oh, okay. What did you think I'm? I, I thought you meant water coming down <laughs> no, from the UK. No. And I'm going. How's no, that possible? No, the what rain. do they have an aqueduct? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Silly. No, the rain. I see. The rain. Anyway, the, there are lots of people being evacuated. A lot of people without uh, electricity. So the northern part of France is in in you know red and orange alert. Uh, and it seems as though they're going to be getting some more rain. So we have our own orange alert. Okay, it's Orange the Company alert, <laughs> and it happens on a weekly basis here. That's yes. our orange alert. Where did we leave off in our in our saga? Mm. It, it it doesn't kind of really matter where we left off. What we had to deal with this week was another ripoff bill. Right, we got a bill. That charges us for the installation of the fiber cable twice. And the fiber cable installation was supposed to be free. Yes. So poor Julian, I, I got to tell you, I I really feel badly about this crap for you. And I know it's it's just, it, it's honestly, it's the bane of your existence. It's mm-hmm. high stress, mm-hmm. high anxious moments for you because you don't like dealing with, you don't like being on the phone in French in the first place, but then to have to, te- you know, talk tech uh, it, it makes it even more difficult for you. So I do really feel badly, but it was something that you needed to address because I tried the English line. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me just explain that for five seconds. Oh, yeah, that's true. Hey, Orange, way to go. You're the best You're the best corporate citizen I've ever met because I went on the English line and I went on the tech side first because I had a technical question and then we had this bill. Mm-hmm. So she said, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass you over to the customer service. So I'm on hold there for 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Click and well, my head just about <laughs> yeah, left my you, body. You, you you were like steaming. So then I call back the technical line, and she said, "Oh yeah, you were on there long longer than had you just called directly. So call directly, and it, and it, it will go through." I called directly. The lines are jammed. Please call later. Click and. <sighs> Oh, that yeah. was it for me. And so then then Julie had to step up and, and make a call. And then and you... I, I spoke to three different people the first time and they could not help me. They didn't understand why those charges were on our bill. Yeah, they didn't understand, but they couldn't do anything about it That's until right. you finally. So then they sent me to 
claims, the claims department. Ah, that's what that was. And then they had to make a, a, you had to make an appointment for a phone call. Yes. So the appointment was between eight and nine. And so I was by my phone and TikTok time was going by. And I thought for sure, because I had appointments with them before and they never called. Right. So I thought for sure I was not going to receive the phone call. But a very nice lady uh, ended up calling it at quarter to nine. Ooh, 11th uh, hour. Yes. And I explained the situation to her. But you saw me. I I was I, I was vibrating. I was so mad. Yeah, you were flying, though. Oh, yeah. You didn't it, give her a chance to talk. No, she couldn't talk. Like, it, it like you know, she, uh, she, she, I unleashed the fury of Julie. It doesn't happen very often. Never. But when it happens. Look out. Be careful. Yeah. And so she, you know, was telling me, well, no, you, you need to pay for your installation. I said, no, your salesperson said that installation was free of charge and we ended up having to do blah, 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 pay blah, blah, blah. And now we, it still doesn't work and blah, blah, blah. And I'm giving her our entire story. And then she says, OK, you know what? Um, <clears throat> I will call you back this morning. I need to talk to my supervisor. Yeah, I mean, what what Julie's talking about is they couldn't hook us up to the main house. That cost us, honestly. I'm going to tell you that co- to get that peer to point to point set up, it was it was overcharged. But we 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 were not in a position to negotiate. It was six hundred some euros, mm-hmm. and then we had to trench the fifty meters, which was actually reasonable because of our buddy Joel, who's amazing, and uh, Joel, you know, did it for like a hundred bucks. How, you know, tr- tr- trenching fifty meters with an excavator in Canada. That wouldn't even get the excavator to the site because they have drop charges. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we did well with that. And uh, Joel felt badly for us that we had to go ahead and do all this. But so that's what Julie's trying to pass on to this woman. And uh, who is in claims and doesn't really care about the no. technical stuff that's happening. But, but, but it was worth mentioning because yes. we've just been through so much hell with Orange. Yes. And I told her that, you know, it, it's insulting that we have this on our bill. It's a, our relationship with Orange is une catastrophe. It's a catastrophe. I love it. Love it. And and by the end, I I really think that I had her sympathy. I think she was going, okay, these people are are you know not being well served by us. Let's see what we can do. And true to her word, she called you back before Mm -hmm. noon, right? Mm -hmm. And she said, uh, okay, don't pay your bill. It's uh, it's been dealt with. It's in your file. Um, And I said, so if we don't pay our bill, they're not going to cut us off. And she goes, nope, it's in the file. Everything has been. Uh, uh, rectified. Yeah, but here's the thing. Next week on the show, on our hundredth, which we're going to be talking about, I'm sure there's going to be a little piece in there about, oh, guess what? It didn't get taken off our bill and we have no, you know, fiber. Well, he, uh, you know. He, here's the other little piece. So the airbox, remember that yeah. you returned because it was a loaner, yeah. was actually supposed to be part of our package. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, I called them to get uh, uh, the airbox. Uh-huh. Um, and we figured out that we may potentially, through the airbox, get the TV that we're paying for through them because we, we can't get it otherwise. Yeah, we can't get it otherwise. Anyway, so it's supposed to arrive today, so we will have an update. Oh, yeah, we will. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, and whether it happens on the 100th or not, I, I, I honestly don't want to, I don't think I want to cloud our beautiful 100th with that crap. Mm-hmm. So uh, Only we'll, if it's a good story. Only if it's a good story, I guess. But we have so much to get to on our 100th, which we'll talk about a little later on on this podcast. I can't wait. I'm very excited. 
about our 100th episode, which will drop on uh, the 12th next Friday. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, uh, a lot of things happen at this time of year. You know, you've got the top news stories of the year. You've got predictions for the year. But one of the things that has always fascinated me are the new words uh-huh. that are acceptable in the dictionaries. That are, yeah, that are put into the dictionary. So there are many words. I think it was 150 words that were uh, introduced into the Larousse uh, Dictionary uh, in 2024. In French. French words. French. Yeah. French words. And, you know, a couple of them are, are um, you know, pandemic-related. Oh, okay. So there's the word covid And is that a verb? Uh, it's more of an adjective okay. or a noun. Oh, okay. It's a person who's had COVID, right? I see. Another one, which is English, but in the French dictionary, is flex office flex office well it's part yeah what does that mean flex office oh yeah okay right? okay so that's yeah, also yeah, part yeah, of the yeah, pandemic yeah. and and so you know oh, yeah. it, it the the way it works is you know it gets uh, uh, placed in the dictionary when the words are being used by a lot of people mm-hmm. and those people are largely using it in the same way they have the same understanding of the word okay the other criteria is that it has to be likely to stick around and to be useful to a general public, a general audience. I see. What are some of the other ones you got? Okay, there? then there were there the, the kids uh, have have started using some English words to describe their relationships. Uh, one of them is crush. Okay. And, you know, when you're interested in someone, you have a crush. Crush is in the French dictionary. Uh, Ghosté. Mm, what's that? To ghost someone. Oh, ghost day. Ghost day. <laughs> J'étais ghost day. And you know what that means, right? Yeah. So uh, when someone starts ignoring you, like you're in a relationship and then they vanish. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Okay. Yeah, they stop They start, stop returning your texts or your emails or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, then there are some that are related to agriculture. One that uh, was used a lot here during the summer was mega, mega bassine. Mega bassine. Mega basin, and that's a mega basin of water. And do you remember the the, the, the protests and the fights mm-hmm. that happened not far from here because they were hoarding they, water? They, they wanted to build this the this mega ba- basin for the for the large um, agriculture, right? And there were all kinds of environmental protests. Um, so that's another word. Um, then there's there are words like badi. Okay. Badi is to feel bad. Oh, God. Get your own words. <laughs> anyway, those are, those are just uh, a couple okay. of the, the words that are new to the French dictionary. Well, it's funny because while uh, you were uh, fi- looking for these, I just happened to come across a few really, I, I find these cool, uh, English editions from 2023. Some good, some bad. Oh. Uh, have you ever heard of a Nepo baby? Nepo baby. Sorry, Nepo from nepotism. Yeah. Uh, And it's it's a noun. It's a celebrity with a parent who is also famous. Yes. So that's a Nepo baby. Uh, That was added uh, in 2023. Nil, N-I-L. So it's an abbreviation, obviously. Name, images, and likeness. And uh, the, the example being aspects of a collegiate athlete's identity for which they may earn money from a third party. Okay. Okay. Uh, Blur's Day. I love this one. 
a day that's not easy easily distinguished from other days or days running together. Oh, it's a blurs day out there. I've I like never that. heard that. No, me neither, but I really like it. Huh. This one I absolutely love and can it this can be applied to so many organizations, business, brands, campaigns. It's called greenwashing, ah. which and it's a noun that it's it's an instance or practice of promoting one of those a campaign, a brand with environmentalism as a ploy to divert attention from policies and activities that are in fact anti-environmentalist. Mm. Oh, I don't know, like I don't know, a solar farm in the middle of a a valley. A valley? Oh, gee, there's an example of some beautiful greenwashing. Thanks, mm. Red and Solar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're fantastic. What a mess. So this is that can and, and again, that can be applied to little things. Sometimes you see the green label on something and it has nothing to do with it. Um Here's a beauty called bloatware, bloatware. And uh this is a noun that's assigned to computers oh. uh, because What's going on now is you go buy a new new computer uh-huh. and there is a boatload of software, unwanted, unasked for software that has been pre-installed on a newly purchased uh, computer or device. Okay. And so that because it eats up a lot of space, you don't even – and some of it, you know, fires up when you start your computer and you have to go and okay. manually turn it off. So it's called bloatware. I thought it was another word for sweatpants. <laughs> yeah, around Christmas. Around Christmas. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is kind of interesting called grand family. Uh-huh. It's a noun. It's a family in which one or more children live with or are raised by a grandparent or grandparents. Grand family. Okay. And then this is the thing that scares me most about 2024 because 2023 was a year that really marked a tipping point for mainstream awareness of AI. AI, you know, mm. it's unavoidable. Okay, it's coming. I hate it. I mm-hmm. hate it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is beyond automatic checkouts. Okay, because automatic checkouts, there's typically somebody there anyway. There's a big, you know, kerfuffle about automatic checkouts, uh, even though there's somebody managing the automatic checkout line. So. Uh, it, or checking it's, the checkout. Check it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So anyway, it's a, uh, uh, it, it's more than that. Um, it, it gets into areas that affect me directly, and I'll get to that. So generative AI, which is a noun, uh, computer-based artificial intelligence that is designed to process prompts from users and respond with text, image, audio, or other outputs. Uh, chatbot. We all, I think we all now know what a chatbot is. Uh, which is a, a computer program designed to respond with conversational or informational replies mm-hmm. to verbal or written messages from users. And the one that's going to most affect me and my industry, which is, you know, uh, voice work, is uh, an abbreviation LLM, Large Language Model. Mm. I think we'll start to hear more about that. It's a type of machine learning algorithm trained on uh, extremely large data sets of existing language and designed to generate new naturalistic responses to prompts. So that will definitely affect the live talent uh, for certain voiceovers, commercials, animation, that kind of thing. But, you know, this has been a long time coming. Oh, I know. You know, back in the day when I owned the talent agency, uh, you know, uh, 25 years ago, I represented a woman who did all of the voiceover when you called in uh, on the telephone line to uh, to either uh, complain about your, your phone or... Mm-hmm. And so 
that used to be handled by humans. That used to be handled by, you know, the operator. But throughout time, all these operators were let go and it mm-hmm. became a programmed voice, a recorded voice that would answer your questions. And it's so funny because it's getting to the point where I don't, and I've got a really good ear for this, I don't hear uh, the AI. So I'll give you an example. I, I watch a lot of these uh, dog videos, dog rescue videos, and and uh, there was one on uh, Facebook the other day and the guy starts talking and it was only... Uh, when he mispronounced a word that I realized it was AI. Wow. You know, he was yeah. saying, uh, this, you know, and it, was, it sounded very conversational. This little fellow was found on the side of the road. And when he arrived at the veterinarian, oh, my God, when he arrived, oh, I see, this is AI. Or he was French. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's a look at just only a smattering of the new words and phrases for 2024. Right. So you were kind enough. (laughs) Sacrifice. (laughs) So people had told me about this movie called Bienvenue chez les Ch'tis. Okay. And, uh, you know, I I didn't really think about it much, but I realized that I, I probably, I live here, I probably should be aware of the culture and see this this movie. Because Plus, it was a comedy. It, it's a comedy with uh, written, directed, and, and performed by Danny Boone, who is a known uh, top notch actor in France. And um, uh, you know, it 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 uh, was the top selling French language movie in France. And what did you say it's about 15 years old, something like uh, that? It was filmed in 2007 and was released in February of t- 2008. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, so it's coming up on 16 years. So, okay. <laughs> I'm thinking, let's let's see this version and then we'll, we'll put the English subtitles on. Right. So that you can, you know, wa- watch and listen the French, to the French, but also keep up with the English. Okay. Well, there was no such thing. Yeah, which I found bizarre. Yeah. There was no subtitles available. And then uh, later, uh, I watched the movie, and, and th- there was some physical stuff and some stuff I actually understood, mm-hmm. and uh, which we'll get into here in a second. Uh, some very funny slang, which they speak up north, uh, which Julie's going to get into. But but I, did, I, I watched it and got a lot of it, and it was obvious that the subtitles probably wouldn't do the slang much justice. So maybe they just abandoned the whole idea of subtitles for that reason. Yeah, it's more of a patois, you know, it's a, right. it's a, it, it's a combination. It's, it, it's an old language, like back, dating back to the Roman times. Romans? <laughs> yeah. Um, but the term uh, shti has only been popular since the First World War. Okay. And and, and can you explain shti? Yep. Yeah. So in their dialect, the S's turn into sh's. Oh, that's like uh, like uh, like Dutch. When the Dutch, when the Dutch speak um, uh, English, yes, that's <laughs> yeah. what happens. Everything gets a shushy. But that's very similar, yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, it is. So that's the first thing to, to know. The S's turn into sh, and then toi et moi turns into t. And me. Now, why would that be? It's just how it, it, it just was 
how how they use the word. Huh. So the shti is what do you call it when it's a, a, a um, contraction? A contraction yeah. of shitty. Of shitty. No, no. <laughs> shitty. Shitty. Oh, so, shay. C'est toi. C'est toi in French. Shitty. Uh-huh. Oh. Or chez me is. Okay. Is is the dialect. Okay, so there was a scene in the movie, help me out here, because there was a scene in the movie where it I thought they were talking about les chiens. What was that all about? Because it was well, it was very funny. Yeah. Well, but there were no dogs in the scene. Yeah, so uh, long story short, this this director who faked being uh, handicapped got sent to Pas-de-Calais, which is northern uh, France, and was thought to be a, a, a demotion. Um, punishing him for what he did. And he gets there and he's, he's supposed to have a, a, an apartment on top of the post office. And he gets there and he sees that there's not one stick of furniture, nothing. Oh. And he asks his his employee, where's the furniture? And the guy said, chez le chien. Yeah, I thought he was talking about the dogs. Mm-hmm. But remember, the sh represents the s. So it's les siens. The furniture was his, les siens. Oh. <laughs> Not les chiens. But it took, like, that That like went back and forth for a little bit. Because didn't he even say, where are the dogs? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said, why are the, why is the furniture with the dogs? Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, that was that was a very uh, uh, amusing... Enlightening. <laughs> like, yes. I just, I mean, just, just watching it, I know the Quebecois have a very distinct accent. This was something else. Because... Mm-hmm. Everything, as Julie mentioned, with an S was a sh. Uh huh. Yep. And and they have different terms for things. And and you know, the 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 story goes that he's this director of the post office who's on demotion starts enjoying, really enjoying the people there, and really enjoying uh, his work and and the whole culture. And he 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 thinks to himself, this is not so bad. And, uh, you know, the moral of the story is you can't just believe what people say. Sometimes when you experience it, you, you know, you enjoy it. And uh, Antoine, his employee, said, you cry twice when you move to, to Berg, which is n- n- north. You cry when you get here and you cry when you leave. For two different reasons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, you know what? It was a kind of a feel-good movie. I enjoyed what I understood mm-hmm. and I enjoyed the performances. They were big and broad and everything, but it was still fun and it was, you could tell it was a great uh, yep. movie. And the concept got remade in, in different languages, not dubbed, but remade. Uh, so there's a German version, there's two Italian versions, hmm. and I read somewhere, I don't know if this is fact, that um, Will Smith was in discussions with Danny Boone to do an English version. And then he slapped him in the face. Oh, ow. <laughs> and that brings me <laughs> to the French phrase of the day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me, uh, oh boy, this is a lot. It's two pages. Uh... <laughs> so this is a saying in Sti. Oh, in Sti. Yes. Oh, so are you, when you read it, do you have, is there any accent? Like, is there any words that sound funny? Oh, yeah. Okay. So. Oh, I see. You have it in French and then you have it in Sti. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so I'll give it my best, okay? Mm-hmm. Il vaut mieux un cop qu'un cop Okay, now read it in French. Il vaut mieux un coup de couteau qu'un coup de langue. Uh, it, it's 
better to cut. No, it's better to cut the knife than to cut the language. No. Il faut mieux un coup de couteau qu'un coup de langue. So what? Where? What am I missing? Coup is is a hit. So oh. back to your Will Smith uh, reference. Oh, it's better to hit a knife than to hit the language. To get no, it's better to be hit with a knife. Oh. Than to be hit with language. Oh. Um, or, or, or a sharp tongue. Ah. So the, the, the moral is that words can sometimes hurt more. Words are hurtful, Julie. Yes, yes. Words can be very hurtful. <laughs> words are, are, are more hurtful than hits. And then there's the, the sticks and stones and break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's not true. No, they Words hurt. are hurtful, they Julie. Hurt. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's, that's that. Good job. Oh, yeah, good job. Oh, yeah, I flew can, through can, that. Can, can you try oh. doing it in shti? Okay. <laughs> can you do one more, one, and then I'll try and... Okay, il vaut mieux un cup de couteau qu'un cup de langue. Il faut mieux... Mieux. Il faut mieux un cup de couteau qu'un cup de langue. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I can't even read it. You know, I can't even read it in French. Well, I could probably. You could do it in French. Do it in French. Il, il, il vaut mieux un coup de couteau oui. qu'un coup de langue. Parfait. Oui, merci. Excellent, Jeff. Well, that was uh, that, that was fun. And, I, and you know what? Even though it was a pain to watch a movie in an, oh. another language without subtitles, mm-hmm. I, I got to say, I enjoyed it. The, guys, the guy who was in it was very funny. There were some, there were some scenes in there that were funny to anyone because yeah. they were so physical. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Next week. Oh, I can't wait. I've been looking forward to this for so long um, because we've got lots of people involved in next week's show. I don't want to give too much away, but join us next Friday. January 12th, as our 100th chapter of Jeff and Julie Move to France drops. And we're, we're very excited because mm-hmm. what we've done is asked you to help us out with some questions. And geez, mm-hmm. just this last week, we received uh, quite a few questions on the on the Facebook page, yes. which we're going to deal with. I, I got to say, there are a lot of similar sounding questions, so we'll probably... Uh, but but with, with some subtle differences. Subtle though. differences, yeah. Uh, but then we, uh, we've we also got lots of help from our radio friends, and uh, you'll be hearing lots of different voices on our uh, next podcast. So I'm really looking forward to this, and I can't believe we're already at number 100. I can't believe it either. Yeah. And we're still talking to one another. Oh, I know. That's the real remarkable part of it. Uh, but we also get uh, quite a few well wishes too uh, oh, from great. from folks, which is which is really nice. So we'll have we'll have a, a few statistics, some analytics on the podcast if you're interested in that, and uh, just some just general comments and some surprise guest appearances. So we really look forward to it. Join us next Friday for episode 100 of Jeff and Julie Move to France during a global pandemic. Au revoir.